You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. A gorilla bear versus polar bear. A what bear versus a what bear? And Enrique Alvarez Clare. A gorilla bear versus a polar bear. Polar bear. <laughs> One more time. Gorilla. Gorilla versus a polar bear. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. So perhaps in just as important news or more important news than Keisei Tomonaga returning. This is the most important news that you have told me all day. There is no longer a Cheez-It Bowl. It's like the third most important news I've heard all year. What's the first two? My promotion. Okay, there's one. And my promotion. <laughs> and Oleg Trichy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wyoming Cowboys, Oleg Koyanets. My guy. <laughs> um, anyway, there's no longer a Cheez-It Bowl. It is now the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I am upset and not upset. So, yeah, <laughs> I look up Pop-Tarts Bowl, and the first headline that shows up is, Pop-Tarts intercepts college football's fandom with first-ever Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I love this so much. Now, there's only one issue with it. <laughs> okay. And that is that the Big Ten cannot play in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. That's right. It is an ACC and Big 12 Bowl. It is. And that breaks my heart into a million tiny miniature bite-sized Pop-Tart pieces. The <laughs> In the Pop-Tart bites. <laughs> the, uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl logo is actually really good. Um, I, I really like the Pop-Tarts Bowl logo. It, it looks like a wild berry Pop-Tart. It's, it's going to be played in Orlando, Florida on December 28th at 5.45 p.m. At the Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Um, yeah, so it says this year's Pop-Tarts Bowl will be the 34th edition of the game, but the first time that Pop-Tarts has sponsored an NCAA College Football Bowl game. They really missed an opportunity here. The game is organized by Florida Citrus Sports. They really missed an opportunity here. Pop-Tarts originated in Cleveland, Ohio. Ah, so they should have played you it. You should have played it in Cleveland. I That's understand it's December and it's probably cold. But you well, gotta do it. See, but now now here's the more important thing. Cheese it's cheese it. Sorry. Cheese it. There's no such thing as cheese it's. Cheese it is still a part of college football's postseason circuit. Yes, they are. They are the sponsor of the Cheese It Citrus Bowl, also organized by Florida Citrus Sports and held at Camping World Stadium. The seventy eighth Cheese It Citrus Bowl will kick off at one PM on New Year's Day. So <laughs> um, tickets to both games are available through Florida Citrus Sports and will go on sale to the public after teams are selected on Sunday, December 3rd. Mark and I were talking. Somebody in like, the text line, Gorilla Bear, says Kellogg's. You saw the text that I was laughing at. Uh, Gorilla Bear says, plot twist, Kellogg's own <laughs> Kellogg's owns Pop-Tarts and Cheez-It so they can switch it back and forth. I mean, they could, but Pop-Tart is a much better. Dude, you already sponsored the Kellogg's, Citrus Bowl. Kellogg's is making the money. Isn't there a Tony the Tiger Bowl? Not anymore. Oh, did did they kill Tony the Tiger too? <laughs> Tony the Tiger is dead. Um, Tony the Tiger Bowl. It's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. There it is. December 29th, 2023. Let me guess. The same group? This is not a bowl game. Oh, I'm sorry. Because what? it is not a bowl game. This is this is different. Um, it says 
El Paso High School's Jones Stadiums with the El Paso All-Stars defeating Ranger 25-21. to That's not what I watched. Um, don't think that's right, unless that's the first game ever played in the Sun Bowl. But either way, yes, there is a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Okay. Yes. Okay. I believe you're right. I'm okay with that. So, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, um, there's a lot of other things going on as well. But uh, more importantly, while we have a couple minutes here, because we, we could go down the, the laundry list of bowl games for forever. They're great, and some are wrong. The PlayStation, or not the PlayStation, the VRBO Fiesta Bowl. Yep. Verbo. 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 Fiesta Bowl is at 11 a.m. now. Weird. So that one's that's something to be kind of uh, mindful of. Not a fan of that. So, once again, the Pop-Tarts Bowl between the Big 12 ACC. Mark and I were talking, they should just have at-large bids to there every bowl game the amount of instead, at of, large, instead of conference tie-ins yeah the amount of at-large bowl games that have gone to conference tie-ins saddens me because there's some there, you get like fun having, matchups having the mystery would kind of be interesting i mean nebraska could play i don't know whatever nebraska plays Somebody vanderbilt from, i don't know well, vanderbilt might not make leave it. look i'm just trying to think of teams that nebraska hasn't played in a while or at all when's the last time nebraska played vanderbilt couldn't tell you When's the last time Nebraska played? Uh, this could be interesting. Boston College. Winsipedia says that Nebraska and Vanderbilt have never played. There it is. So nice job, Rico. Way to go to the well for that one. You're welcome. All right. So Casey Tomanaga worked out with the Pacers last yesterday. Um, I think there's still a, a confidence around him returning to Nebraska. The the ship of him playing overseas. I don't want to say it's sailed because I think the opportunity is still there, but the worry he said around, no. yes, the worry around him going to play internationally back in Japan, I feel like that has kind of sailed. So now it's like the NBA draft or Nebraska are the two options for Kese, at least at this point in in the timeline. And Kese, his only NBA workout has been with the Pacers. Now the Pacers do hold five NBA draft picks on draft night. Mm-hmm. But if the Pacers are the only team to bring Casey in for a workout that we know of, how confident are you entering and staying in the NBA draft knowing that you've only worked out with one team? One team that's looking at you serious enough to actually bring you in for a workout. I, in terms of Casey returning, um, put my confidence meter at a crisp 9.5. Okay. Um, just because he's only worked out for one team. I understand that his skill set, and somebody said, you know, there are guys who are 6'9 who can shoot just as well as he can. I yeah. I agree with you, but also disagree with you. The man shot 40% from three last year, and if you look at um, the NBA statistics, you know, there are a decent amount of players who shot 40% from three, but there are also a decent amount of players in that in that top however many. I didn't want to count because there was a decent amount. Um, that are under six foot three. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're putting these guys out there and saying, hey, you're going to guard the best guy. They put them out there for their offensive abilities. Um, Kese has shown that he has high enough ball handling skills and ability to create for himself in playing on the, in the 3v3 tournaments uh, in the Olympics for Team Japan and, and a couple instances with Nebraska, uh, that could be something that they want him to work on more if he does return to Nebraska for another season. And I know the uh, defensive 
worries just because of his size would be another thing that that teams are going to have would like him to work on if he does come back to Nebraska but in terms of offensive capability and shooting ability he is more than ready to, to go into the NBA and not be a high level contributor but be a contributor on a team that you know needs some scoring in a pinch or, or somebody to come off the bench and provide them with some type of lift in a, in a short minute situation I think that he's more than capable of being a spark plug for a team whether it be I don't see it be happening in this first year but a couple years down the line so to me him returning for another year of college just to improve upon that um, would be beneficial for him and and by improve upon that i mean his ball handling and playmaking abilities so what's what's interesting um is when you look at i guess just like average height in the nba now obviously some some are going to keep it un you know unbalanced i I suppose but if you look at like shooting guards um it feels like Six foot four is kind of that threshold for a shooting guard. Anywhere from like six one to six three, a lot of times is point guard. I suppose. I mean, they're getting and, and taller. Me, they're getting taller as they are. You've got a bunch of you know six 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 five point guards now in the NBA. But in if you go, I mean, if you're going back to traditional roles and traditional basketball roles, yeah, six one to six three uh, is your point guard. Six six two to like six four six five would be around shooting guard height. Like he's which. He's he's going to be a little bit shorter in terms of the growth that NBA players are showing, or the height the the height that NBA players are showing nowadays. The guys that they have lining up at the one and the two, he's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit shorter. But there are guys in the NBA who are around his height who are still playing yeah. at a high enough level. You're right. So so Kase stands at six foot two, one hundred and seventy five pounds right now. Um, as Rico said, shot forty percent from beyond the arc and. In 25 minutes per game in 2022 and 2023, in his second season with the Huskers, that is, averaged 13.1 points per game and uh, shot 50.3% from field goal or from, from the field just in general. A big one that, uh, in addition, that Nebraska would be nice to get back if Casey decides to return to the Huskers, free throw shooting, mm-hmm. right? Shot 87% or around 87%. Last season for the Huskers, you felt really confident in Casey Tominaga going to the line, and at one point he—that's somewhere like, that Nebraska always needs help. At. Yeah, it always needs like to, to improve. As well. Twenty something in a row, didn't he? I believe. I think so. I, I don't remember the I don't exact number. It was very. It was. He hit a lot of free throws in a row. So anyway, so I mean, you look at the percentages and how much time and how important he was to Nebraska's roster, and now in a year. As you move forward, that you lose Derek Walker, your I mean your captain, right? That's been here since the beginning with Fred Hoiberg, Sam Greasel, who came back and really not only not only steadied the culture but established a new type of of culture with the help of Derek Walker. I, don't, I mean, we always talk how Sam Greasel was a big big player in that, and, and no doubt he was. But Derek Walker also did that by staying around for as many years as he did. So in a year where you lose those two guys, you lose Emmanuel Bandamel, who was experienced as well. You missed out on a couple potential recruits um, throughout the throughout the off season. Getting a guy like Casey Tominaga back would be extremely valuable, not only for what he can do off the court or on the court and and his sharpshooting ability, but just also just having a guy that's been here for what would be his third year in uh, 2024. So let's go ahead and take our final timeout. Uh, side note on that, Casey has until midnight tonight, I believe, to make the decision on whether or not he wants to 
withdraw or stay in the conversation for the NBA draft and return to Nebraska. So let's go ahead and take our final time out. We'll wrap up Wednesday show coming up next with uh, Strick and Austin right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.